you can still do like around like maybe just just normal NBA stuff, right? If we yeah. like normal, yeah. you don't yeah, have to. You don't have to talk yeah. about stats. Like we don't really, we don't really do facts here. So <laughs> we don't do facts here. No, like seriously, you could make up some shit, and we wouldn't even know. <laughs> special uh i know that sounds kind of weird uh we are uh doing something a little different here uh something that uh it's normally it's we're not normally a sports show and uh to be totally truthful and honest with you that's really what i want our show to be nobody really knows that but that's really what i want our show to be so from now on this is what 2 a.m is it's all sports all the time we talk about everything no fuck fuck no I am your host, Ralph Lewis, back here in the Two Angry Studios. Also with me is my other other man. I have my, my other man, uh, Roddy Ramirez. He's here with us. Uh, Emilio is also here with us. But we Wait, have- wait. I don't get an intro now? I can't do my war-famous <laughs> yeah. intro? No, this is not This is not a normal 2 a.m. This is, this is this is not a... This show is not about y'all, all right? It's not about y'all. It's I didn't get no mystery. I didn't get a mist or nothing like Goldberg, nothing. No, like... you no intro music or nothing, <laughs> no glass breaking, nothing. The show is not about you guys. It's not about me. It is about our guest. We have a a a a, a guest, a guy that I've been watching his <clears throat> his YouTube videos. Uh, he has uh been uh in my ear talking about the Jets. Uh, I am a Jets fan, so uh, and uh and. I, I normally seek out like uh like videos and want to hear other people's opinions about the Jets, mostly to validate my own you know opinions. Uh, but uh, I heard this guy. I thought this guy was really smart, and I I I said if one day if I ever do a podcast again, I'm gonna try to get this guy on. So we we have the world famous <laughs> Joe from Long Beach. Joe from Long Beach, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you for that intro. Um, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. You guys do great stuff. Um, as always, anyone that's listening, if you want to listen to anything that I'm doing, I run a, um, I'm a co-host on a podcast with Tyson Roush called Let's Talk Jets. Uh, you can search us on iTunes, listen to our content there. You can also go on Blog Talk Radio, um, search Let's Talk Jets, and you can listen to our uh, show. We're, Tuesday, we're on every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, live, you can call in as well and talk to us. Uh, we have tons of listeners. We have tons of callers calling in constantly. You can also follow us um, on Facebook at Let's Talk Jets. You know, like our page, message me. I message back. I run that. I also, you know, our content is also up there as well. We definitely get into discussions and debates on there as well. Um, I'm on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. You know, you can follow me. You can troll me on there you can comment i'll comment right back and i also do videos as well as ralph said um it's young j zero zero on my youtube subscribe man and and get involved with me i touch every single person or i try to at least every single person that comments or talks to me or has an opinion on something i love that too because i will troll you right back i'm all about the trolling um and we can just go back and forth and troll so and i just want to thank you guys again for having me on your on your show man you guys are great 
All right, and that's been the 2 a.m. sports special. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> Real quick, though, Joe, you know that um, Ralph watched some Aphrodite porn, though, right? I just wanted to get out there. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, that's kind of creepy. Like, he just pulled you out of the blue, like, hey, I guess. What the when hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, nah, Ralph, Ralph, when did you, how did you find him? Like, would, after you watched your porn, did you say, okay, let me look at some jets? And you looked at his show and found them? Like, no, I'd just like to know. No, I was not searching. After the jerk away. It's He's not like, hermaphrodite. Okay. It's called tra- transgender pornography, which I don't watch, which I don't have any clue what you're talking about. Okay. But... His I- listeners don't associate with that type of uh, porn watching, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe's... Uh... Jets fans need, need to do something, man. Them losses, you know, they can't even watch the uh, no playoff games on the playoff season, so they go on to porn, you know? Uh, here we go. Here That's true. I, I like to know one thing, though. Seriously, seriously. Ahead, How do a Jets fan living in Long Beach, like, that makes no sense. That's kind of, like, retarded. Like, you know, are you no, from New York? No, no, actually, I'm not. Um, that's that's an actual, that's an excellent question. Um, I used to uh, not really be in the football at all. I was a basketball player growing up. Um, right. What team? So, uh, what, what's my favorite team, my favorite NBA team? Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, of course. Ah! That's, that's crazy. Uh, Jets and Lakers fan at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, so I grew up a huge basketball fan. I played basketball all my life. Um, and, uh, you know, one day, a Monday night, I turn on, you know, turn on the, uh, the tube and I'm watching the Jets in the Monday Night Miracle, the game where they were down uh, to the Dolphins about a whole bunch, came back in the second half and beat the Dolphins. And I was just like, I didn't understand the game of football at that point. I just thought it was really just a stupid game, a bunch of guys running around after this little pigskin ball and tackling each other. It just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> so um, you comprehend it the same way Emilio still comprehends it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an ass. Wait, uh, who, who, who was the quarterback? Was it Testa Verde that did that awesome comeback? Uh, was yeah. It Pat, was it Chad Pettitant? Which one? No, I think it was Testaverde at that time, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I watched that game, um, and I just kept following them. And then my love for football just kept growing. And so I actually, uh, I actually talked about this on the show uh, because there was a couple guys that called in and that asked me, you know, had I ever played football? I actually just went out for my my football team after that mm-hmm. um, to be a dual sport athlete, and I went wow. out. And there, yeah, and there were a bunch of college coaches that actually actually ended up coming out to try to view me. T- coaches from t- uh, coaches from Tennessee. Uh, I was playing DN at the time, but my heart wasn't in it. It just was not in football. So I just I kept following the team and I kept trying to gain a love. And once I stopped playing football, is when I really gained the love for it. And that, that's I really wish I would have kept doing it because even the coaches were saying I was progressing and I was really good. Like and and I went to Long Beach Polytechnic High. Uh, Winston Justice was there when I was playing. Mercedes Lewis was there. Um, there was, you know, we send a lot of players to the NFL. Okay. And, you know, to have coaches saying that I was progressing and I was playing really well and college coaches were inquiring about me and for me to just kind of give it up. And then after after giving it up, my love for football just grew so much. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it's always been something that's haunted me. So I just, I just, oh. I, I love the game so much that now I just, I just, Everything Jets, man, I just try to – I'm so I'm such a passionate fan and I love the team so much that I just try to be on every single thing. And that's kind of how my video started. Okay, all right. Um, it's just I have what, what? some – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said, no I, I'm saying that's crazy that you, you were 
dual sport. You were good at two things, and I could barely do this shit right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of made me feel like really untalented, and I'm very secure myself right now. Um, I, had, I had a quick question though. I had a quick question though. Um, yeah. You were you were following football when the Rams and the Raiders left LA. I was. I think the Raiders had. Yeah, the Raiders were in Oakland at that time. They had they had left LA, but I don't. I wasn't following it when they were there. I didn't start really getting into football until they left. Um, but there's still there were still huge Raiders fans around where I live. Like in Long Beach, it's filled with Raiders fans. Um, everyone still loves the Raiders down there. So you know they're stupid. Are, um, are, are, wait, did you say they're stupid? Yeah, a Raiders. Come on, a Raiders fan. <laughs> you a Raiders fan? I was trying to. I wasn't trying to. Like you gotta like I like my um uh, motto is claim your set. Like if you ride for your team, you ride for your team. You don't jump off like Rodney did. Like when the when the, when Brooklyn got a team in Brooklyn and, and Rodney broke off and went and fucking tried to root for Brooklyn. And Not when, when they were ass, he tried to come back Not over to the Knicks. I say you gotta claim your set. Right? Yo, yo, listen, listen. I will never root for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I'd rather root for the Raiders first. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> you got to claim your set. So uh, what I was going to ask, I was going to ask whether the Raiders, are the Raiders fan as rowdy as as they seem? Like Ab- Ra- Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, the not not just in the stadium, but outside the stadium, man. I you can go into, you know, your local wherever, and they are all over the place. They will, you know, try to try to put their hands or try to put flags all over the place. I mean, in that stadium though, it can get crazy. That's why I've never went. But so I, it's like tons- going to the it's like going to the Source Awards. I had a ticket <laughs> to the Source Awards or something like that. That's what you're saying? Yeah, it is. Thanks for the warning. I'll never go to a Raiders game. I'm good. Yeah. Be careful when you go there, man, because it, 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 uh, if you ever were to go there, because it can get crazy up there for real. All right. So what is it about L.A. sports? Because you hear about like it's it's and it's all in, in, in L.A. where it seems like people are a little bit more laid back and calm. But all you hear about is like Dodgers fans slicing people up and Raiders. Swaggy fans. P. Swaggy P. He's getting on my nerves. What you yeah. feel about Swaggy P? That's the ultimate question. What do you feel, Joe, about Swaggy P? You know, Swaggy, he's he's doing his thing. I'm not, a, I, you know, he, he's a guy that that's producing decently. I, I'm not a big thing on him. I mean, he's he's with Iggy. He's doing all this weird stuff. He's got weird haircut. You know, he's just living, living his life and, and and doing what he's got to do for the team. As long as he keeps producing, I don't really have much of a problem with him. He's not producing anything. Yeah, he's he's trying. I mean, not that's not me. I mean, the roster wasn't really impressive this year either way. But I mean, he's trying to do something. Okay, all right. So, uh, that's that is awesome that you're a, a a West Coast Jets fan. I actually listened to a podcast with a, a West Coast Knicks fan podcast too. So we have like the thing about like New York teams, which is really cool uh, about them, is that they have fans everywhere. Like if you watch some like basketball games when the Knicks go and play in like. Atlanta or Arizona, you could you'll see like there might be more Knicks fans in the crowd than 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 uh, whatever team that they're playing or whatever their home team. So that's always good. Uh, in football, it's a little different. Like the only there are a couple of fans that really like Steeler fans are like everywhere. Like I don't even know where they live and where they come from, but you go to like a Steeler game, 
on a way uh, Steeler game, like you wouldn't even notice that you were in another stadium. So it's really uh, that's really weird. But when it comes to New York uh, sports team, there's always like somewhere for for you know you never feel too alone. You know, unless it's like Boston or somewhere. So, but Boston is a cesspool of horribleness. <laughs> yeah, even even what's crazy is that where I grew up um, in Long Beach, there is actually we have a Jets bar. Mm. So, oh, even, so you're from Long Beach? So, yeah. like Long Beach Snoop Dogg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got a statue of Snoop like somewhere in there, a statue like how they got a Rocky statue and stuff in Long Beach. <laughs> Oh, that's a, Warren G. They got one of him and Warren G. There. No, no, actually, uh, Warren G. I, 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 but I used to see Warren G. All the time. Like they hang out off of Atlantic. It's a street in Long Beach off of, off called Atlantic. Uh, Atlantic and Twentieth is where uh, they used to hang out all the time. We used to. I used to see uh, Warren G. and Nate Dog and all those guys when Nate was alive. Um, was Warren G. Down there. His 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 um new city on Independent. Like yo, this is my Independent joint. Yo, buy that. <laughs> That's where they're heading. That's where they're all going. <laughs> no, no. But they're they're very approachable people, approachable dudes. Um, and you know, everything was always cool when I would see them around. And so it's it's all love. It's all love. Well, I know this has nothing to do about sports, but the next time, like you, like not saying that you do all the time, but the next time you like run into Snoop, can you uh please uh ask him for me and just ask him for the whole like two a.m. crew? Could you just ask him? To stop rapping. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, bro, I did not say that. Yo, bro, you yeah, trying to hurt, it? bro. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think you want to talk to Snoop like that. You ain't gonna get too close to him either anyway. He's always no, got you don't even gotta say like you don't even have to be in all type You don't have to be disrespectful with it. You could just say, Yo, Snoop, uh you ain't got no bars no more, homie. That's disrespectful, bro. That's like no way you put it, man. He still you know, he said the same words and same lines. He he needs to stop, but I mean, end of the day, that's his, <laughs> that's his bread. And, that's his bread and butter, though, bro. Like he loves he loves the rap. Like he's I'm when I want to hear that new Compton album. I want to hear what he have to say on that. Mm. It's gonna be the same shit, though. Get but yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't, uh, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think so. Like I think Snoop ran out of stuff to say with 2001. I like. With no limit, you're trying to say? <laughs> no, no, not when he went to no limit. But I just think he just, I think, I, I think. You don't love them hoes. <laughs> All right, let's get back to sports. Enough about Snoop Dogg. Sorry, people, everybody that has come here for sports. So, <clears throat> since uh, half of the panel is Jets fans, uh, uh, Rodney is a Giants fan, and Emilio is a man without a country, uh, I'm half and half, like my culture, though. <laughs> I like the Jets. Like I love, I love Pennington when he was there. I just can't stand. I like Herm Edwards when he was there. I can't stand Rex Ryan. He sucks. He's like a kiss ass. He always trying to please everybody. He's like all these other politicians these days. It's ridiculous, man. Like you know. Okay, so there's been a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff going on with the Jets. Uh, uh, as of late, um, uh, the Jets got a new uh, general manager. The Jets got a new uh, head coach. Uh, they got new personnel in there. So, Joe, when uh, when all this stuff went down uh, with with the with the with uh, Rex Ryan getting fired, uh, uh, did you think that the Jets should have fired Rex Ryan? Uh, yeah, I think they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think 
to say that they should have fired him because I don't think that Rex necessarily deserved it. But to get the GM, to get a new quality GM in here, uh-huh. uh, they had to get rid of him because in the NFL, a GM actually picks, you know, his head coach. Nobody wants to get stuck with no at that point. Nobody wants to get stuck with Rex. Okay. Um, I don't think he necessarily deserved it because I think he got set up to fail. Okay. Um, John, John Idzik by far is one of the worst GMs in football that I've ever seen. Next to <laughs> Matt Millen. Next to Matt Millen, he's one of the worst GMs ever. John Idzik had no clue how to evaluate talent. In the NFL, you do three things as a GM. Mm-hmm. You evaluate talent, you get free agency in here, and you draft. That's what you do. That, that has to be your skill set. You have to know how to evaluate talent to draft, and you have to know how to deal with the free agency market. Mm-hmm. So you balance your budget. He couldn't do either one of those things. He couldn't do anything. He had no background in evaluating talent in Seahawks at all. He triggers over there at all. Um, the only thing that he did, he was basically an accountant. That's all he did. That's what he sold Woody Johnson on was, I can save you money. I can get your cap room straight. But, you know, you can save money if you don't buy food. But you're going <laughs> to but that's not that's not a good plan. Just because you're saving money because you're not buying food for your house doesn't mean that's good for you. You're gonna starve, and that's exactly what we did. You know, he he didn't get Rex any of the pieces that he needed to succeed. And when you don't do, and when you you know you don't get any corners mm-hmm. for a defensive minded coach, the defense is gonna fail. Mm-hmm. When you don't give you know decent receiving options to, and you you know you you put a rookie quarterback in front of the things that he put Geno in front of, it's like. It's going to fail. This stuff is going to fall apart because you have this guy at the helm who's making the personnel decisions that doesn't know how to make personnel decisions, mm-hmm. let alone for himself, but for a coach. Uh, you know, it just it just doesn't make any sense. He doesn't know what he's doing. So that's it. And then when you go on a free agency, because even if you can't draft, OK, you got free agency. Well, he didn't know how to deal with free agents. He would lowball guys. Um, Golden Tate talked about it. Even Deshaun Jackson, who was begging to come to the Jets when we didn't have a wide receiver. Golden Tate flat out said, this dude called me and basically lowballed me and, you know, had me out there on a string. That's what he was doing to all these, you know, wide receiver free agents was he had them on a string. He would lowball them, try to wait until the market was dead. And then he would try to throw them a low offer because they would have to. He was hoping they would have to take the offer because there was nothing else out there for them. And that just wasn't the way it was. That's why people didn't sign with us. That's why we lost out on Emmanuel Sanders. That's why we lost out on Deshaun Jackson. That's why we lost out, you know, on Golden Tate. And they went and signed other places when they wanted to come here and play with us. And it's just you just can't do that in the NFL. And he was just a terrible GM all the way around. All right, I need, I need, I need, I, I think that is the most professional answer to any question, <laughs> to any question I've ever asked. <laughs> I think and, I, and I gotta take a sick day today, man. My nose is bleeding, and I'm totally out of my league with this guy. This guy actually knows his stuff. Yeah, he clearly don't know the motto on our show. And, um, yes, yeah, he, yeah, he brought too many facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that, hey, that, like I said, I love y'all. Show. I'm here. We gonna no, talk. That's Jeff. awesome. No, that is awesome. It's, yeah, I, you talk about Rex now. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no, no. That that, that was awesome. I think uh, I I I totally stand with. It. I don't even think I can refute that. Like half of it, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> I don't think I can refute what you said about John. Ix. John Ixit always remind me of a dude that still sells like vacuum cleaners door to door. Like I was like. Is, that, like, is anytime that people that sell you shit door to door, it seems like he's 
he was that type of dude. And then, like, when he would give, like, press conferences, he seemed so, like, out of whack. He seemed, like, arrogant. You know, like, you know, like a, like a ugly girl that's arrogant? That's what John Idzik seemed like. Right. He seemed like that girl where you go up until you're like, man, I'm uh, let me you know, I'm I'm, you know, it's been it's been chilly. It's been a cold season. Let me just go talk to this girl. And then she tried to throw some whack shit in your face. And you're like, yo, come on, bitch, you ugly, though. Come on. What are you talking about? Coming at me like this. So that's how John exit. <laughs> I just compared him to an ugly girl. I don't know. I, I don't even know where I'm coming from here. Um, so Tone time. Tone time. Antonio Holmes. <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> I think that's messed up that Rich Ryan hired what's the name that punched Gino in the face to play for the Buffalo Bills now. Like that's like that's Yeah, okay, we're gonna get into that. We're just gonna we're gonna go down the timeline of of of, of the Jets. So the Jets, um so uh so they fired uh Rex Ryan. You felt like it was a uh screw job, right? It was the uh the Camden screw job that happened here. Uh, so Rex goes to the Bills, <clears throat> uh, and then they bring in the new uh, the new GM, uh, uh, Mike McCagnan, and they bring in uh, uh, Todd Bowles, a brother. What's up? <laughs> um, so they they bring in Todd Bowles. What were your what were your thoughts on 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 first McCagnan and then Todd Bowles? Hold on, let me get my typewriter out so I can remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, So, yeah, when they went. uh, So when Rex got fired, which and that's and that's another thing. And like I said, I don't think he necessarily deserved to get fired because he was you could clearly see he was coaching well enough. Um, Yeah. The fan base was going crazy. Yeah. We're starting to like really go crazy, like as if that shit has changed. But like it it, like uh, like like they had to let Rex go. It, It was it was a it was a tough decision to make. Right. But, you know, it's like it was like leaving a soldier during wartime. Like it's either we save this one. We try to save this one soldier and kill everybody else or we, you know, try to, you know, salvage the team. Yeah. And and like I said, the writing was on the wall because he started to lose the locker room as well. And guys started to get crazy and to just kind of do whatever they wanted to do. The practices was crazy, you know, just just going all over the place. So when we move forward, we get Todd Bowles, we get Mike McCagnan. The first move was Mike McCagnan. I thought that was genius. Um, Woody hired a firm, finally, instead of just doing his own thing, he hired some people, some football guys, to go make football decisions. And they went and got Mike McCagnan. Okay. I loved it. Uh, this was a guy that was a VP of, uh, of scouting uh, before he actually came to us. So here's a guy that can actually evaluate talent and draft. Um, Very so- spoken too. Yeah, and very outspoken, knows exactly what he wants. He, he, you know, he drafts guys. He just doesn't think about talent when he goes after guys. He also thinks, you know, character. And that was something that we were lacking with. Like you said, you guys brought up Tone Time. Horrible character guy. He had terrible <laughs> character. But I mean, Tone Time is an awesome moniker, though, right? Yeah, especially when he's ruining your team. You know, it's a time for y'all to get trashed because he's going to destroy the locker room. Because Tone Time, it is Tone Time. It is, it's, it's all about him. <laughs> all time. Yo, so, after after Idzik gave him the money, I think that um I remember that he posted up a picture of him drinking like champagne that he got the Jets for like sixty for for like sixty million. Like y'all gave him what like sixty million, forty five million? How much? How much was the contract for? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember how much we signed him for, but yeah, you, you're absolutely correct, Ron. You, he fleeced us because and that was <laughs> something that I even talked about. I didn't understand why they would give him that much money because Antonio Holmes was known as a guy with bad character. I mean, he's he's you know, he can he at that point, he could play, but he still had bad character. So, mm. 
and, and once you pay him, every you automatically change your. Every time I, uh, every time I heard him, every time I seen him like in an interview, I'd be like, "Yo, this dude is high as fuck." Like, look at him. Like his eyes were always like burning red. They're like, "What? What's going on?" But I still think like to be oh, able. Don't they take drug tests? I don't think San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio. I don't think San Antonio Holmes ever took a drug test in his life, unless he got that kit that that guy had in the program with the <laughs> urine goes inside of the. Uh, yeah, remember that one in the program? That movie, which is an yeah. awesome football movie. Yeah, he probably had that kit uh, doing something like that. Urine <laughs> comes out. I don't know what they. I don't know what San Antonio was doing, but yo, his thought- San Antonio. Why keep going San Antonio, <laughs> I bro? I have no clue why. You know. It's a two. You know why? Because it's two a.m., baby. <laughs> Damn right. Tone time. Two a.m. is tone time. It's tone time. All right, so we're gonna move on. So, uh, uh, Todd Bowles. Uh, you know, what can you say? Yeah, Todd Bowles was a, a defensive coordinator for the Cardinals. Uh, mm-hmm. he was. Uh, um, he did a fabulous job last year. When uh, didn't he have to take over for the coach for like a couple of day, like a couple games? No, I, he he uh, he did work without a lot of his um, a lot of his actual players in there, and that was one of the things that I absolutely loved about him too, okay. because we were missing a lot of guys in different spots. Um, he was able to work without one of his star uh, defensive tackles okay. um, that actually he missed. And it was early. He tore his I think he tore his ACL and jacked himself up, and he was able to put different guys in different positions and get them to produce in those positions within that secondary because I don't well of course you remember last season our secondary was trash uh-huh. it was filled with a bunch of caca I mean you do boot <laughs> I mean they were they were complete trash so to see him do what he did with that defense uh-huh. um, being able to put guys in positions to make um you know getting him and bringing him in I absolutely love the move so him as a head coach when he got him I loved it um, I mean I mean what's not to love I mean, it's a brother. Like you, you couldn't help but love it. You're like, yo, they're bringing in a brother. Finally, get a, another brother in here. Like Herm, Herm Edwards was cool, but he's a little mulatto. Like now they gotta start. Like a like, you can't deny it. When Todd like, you Rose, can't just bring in a brother. You saw they brought in um Isaiah Thomas to the Knicks. You saw what he did to that <laughs> shit. So and also they brought it in um that kid to play Johnny Storm from Fantastic Four, and that all for messed up. So. The answer's not a brother all the time, man. I got some news for you, bro. It, it's not. That's not the answer. Sometimes it may go down to shit, but you know. it, may, it might be. It may not be at first, right? It may not be at first. But uh, Todd Bowles very respectful. He's extremely soft-spoken. Like he, like he was like the. Um, he's like the anti-Rex, right? When they brought him in, like they wanted somebody who 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 was about the business, not about the talk. Not about this stuff, which I, I, I didn't mind the stuff that Rex Ryan, you know, the way Rex Ryan, you know, conducted, uh, you know, his ways with the media and all his talking and him being confident in his team. I don't understand why that was such a negative when people say, oh, he's too confident in his players. No, he, he couldn't control his team. He was trying to be everybody's friend and you have to have some kind of like um, order, you know. Really? So that's why he lo- Of course. Of mm. course, you have to, you know. Mm. It's like how, um, uh, oh my goodness, the Giants head coach, what's his name? He was in, he was a dick when he came in there. And, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin. You know what I'm saying? But he was very strict, and it worked out. You know, you have uh, to be Tom strict. Coughlin. Tom Coughlin had to change some of his ways too. Nah, he was still strict. strict. Shit, that strict shit wasn't working for some people. Like he had to change a little bit. Nah, yeah, he but, was still um, strict. Some, yeah, sometimes yeah, uh, before, um, before Rex Ryan was the Penguin guy. What was his name? 
Penguin oh, um, uh, shit, I can't think of his name. Damn it. Was the coach for the Browns? Was, he, yeah, he was um he was um Belichick's boy. Yeah. Uh, he was a penguin guy. He was a penguin guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He went over to um Denver after a while too, right? No, no. Yeah. Man, man, no, what's his name? Damn. Man. Man, man, that shows you what kind of fucking sports show we are. All right. <laughs> it took like four of us. Collectively together. We had to Syllable. sound his fucking name out. That's Syllable. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he was, um, he was strict too, wasn't he? he yeah, wasn't he, was, strict he too? was really strict. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Tone Time didn't like it. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, Joe, let let us know. This. We're going to let you know in advance. We don't like to hear Ralph laugh like that. <laughs> so we usually try to continue the show. Yeah, because I don't know. He's laughing. Sorry, but Tone Time is such an awesome. Like, I can just picture him, like, walking on the field. Like, like when they call his name, and I said, Tonio, like, yo, Tone Time. No, you know what? You know what my name is? Yeah. Tone Time. Bring me my bottle of water. <laughs> I don't wear a watch because it's always tone time. <laughs> oh man, see All right, so so so, 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 anyway, Joe, um, like we were saying, um, how do you feel about the situation now with uh? All these new players that came in, Brandon Marshall, which is another, which is another lunatic. Um, <laughs> him, you guys got Revis back, Revis Island is back. Uh, you brought Cromartie and 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 his ten kids with him, and you know. <laughs> You know, Revis is losing his hairline too. We need to come home, man. But, I'm, I'm, mafia. I'm, 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 I'm mocking like the the um, moves and stuff, but like maybe top five defense. If not, you know, if if Bulls can get everybody to play to their potential. Stop smoking so much weed, driving <laughs> his cars with loaded guns. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Cromarty to <laughs> sustain and use some abstinence. <laughs> Motherfuckers to stop knocking each other out. Like it's like you kind. It's like it's as if this is the New York Jets are the bad news bears of fucking football. You know that? Like Todd Bowles is a Walter Matthau. Like he has to like come in and like do so much stuff. So Joe, what? How, do you, how did you feel about the off-season moves? I know a lot of people really liked the off-season moves. A lot of people liked Cromartie. I didn't like the Cromartie um, um, deal. Is not saying that we gave him a whole bunch of money. I was just like, hey, we got all these young kids. Couldn't you get like put one of these young kids next to Revis and and kind of let them learn with Revis and you know uh, and everything? I was just like, I feel like bringing in Cromartie would stunt some of their their growth. Yeah, that that's the thing, and um, it's great that we're talking about the defense. That's the thing is that you could say that, but exactly which one of those young kids are you talking about? Because McDougal, who we drafted, <laughs> yeah, McDougal's always hurt, yeah. so you can't you can't trust him. He was hurt his rookie season, but he was hurt before that too. He has a huge injury history in college. That was another guy that John Isaac drafted that stayed hurt. Um, Hadn't played it down at all. D. Milner, the other guy, the guy that's supposed to be the best corner. And I love D. Milner. He's the guy that I had pegged for this season to be, you know, the, our, our, uh, the, one of the most up-and-coming solid corners that we have if he was healthy. 
He's still not healthy this season. He wasn't healthy last season. He wasn't healthy the season before that. So you can depend on any of the guys that we have because none of them stay healthy. They're walking injuries. So you had to go get Cromartie, not simply because, hey, we need another solid corner, but Cromartie played in Todd Bowles' scheme last year. All he did was follow him from the Cardinals. So you need a guy that's already had success in your system, which he did, to come in here and teach these other guys like Marcus Williams that nobody talks about. Marcus Williams was really good corner for us last year. We got him off the street for a bag of chips and a honey bun. (laughs) So, you know. What happened to the Terminator? What happened to the Terminator? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's been terminated. Oh, man. Crazy. <laughs> we don't we, we Rex don't love that guy. He's always big that guy up. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, Rex loved a lot of guys, but those guys had to go. Um, <laughs> all, all, of, all the rest of these guys that we had, you know, you, you can't. They, they just they don't have the talent. They didn't have the talent at that position. Mm-hmm. So going to get Cromartie, bringing back Revis was a no brainer. You know, I. But you know what? It, it's Revis. So when, when it's time to open the checkbook, if you're going to open it for a player, open it for him. I don't have no issue with that. Oh, yeah. Going to get Cromartie, you know, um, also Buster, going to get Buster Scrine. I thought we kind of overkilled and maybe overpaid for Scrine, but even bringing him in, you had to solidify that cornerback position with people that were actually going to play. And these young guys that we had in the secondary, Outside of Marcus Williams and, and Walls, and and they're, Marcus Williams is a solid corner and Walls is a solid corner, but they're not starting corners in the NFL. You can't start. Well, maybe Marcus Williams might be. He's on the cusp. Okay. He's working his way in this season. But Walls is not a starting corner. So out of all these corners that you had last year, only one has the possible potential to be a decent corner that you could possibly start. That's not enough. You got money. Go fix that before you play the Lions or or you play some team that's bombing on you all game, you know, and, and your seconds. We also went and got Marcus Gilcrest, a free safety, finally. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We went and actually did something about that safety position. Uh-huh. And we moved Calvin Pryor, who's a guy that uh, John Nizick, the idiot, drafted <laughs> as a cover safety. And he wasn't a cover safety in college. Uh-huh. He wasn't a cover safety in high school. Calvin Pryor couldn't cover a bed with a bed sheet. All he yeah. is is a wow. hidden safety. That's wow. it. Calvin Pryor is an in-the-box safety all day. That's all he does I, is run down and pound on guys. That's it. I didn't Pause. I didn't understand I like when people were talking about Calvin Pryor and what he was going to do, like the hits he was going to put on people in the NFL. I was like, yo, but he's coming from college. Like, it's different when you come from like you can put a hit on a a college kid that half of the motherfuckers is not even going to make it to the NFL. This dude is just trying to make it through the game. Yeah, you can hit that dude and look like it's real serious. But when you hit somebody, a grown ass man that's getting paid for this, like it's not like such a big deal. So I didn't, I didn't understand like where all of the big hype on, on Calvin Pryor and everything. Like I, I, I hope he does well because he's a Jet. But it's just like Calvin Pryor just seems like the, the, the kind of guy that, um, that, like he's a one trick pony, right? Doesn't seem like there's like he, he, like he can't diverse. Like you said, like when they took him out, and uh. He couldn't cover anybody. Like he can't do anything else except for this one thing. So it just seems like uh, he's not. Uh, it doesn't seem like. Uh, 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 it didn't, he didn't seem like such a great pickup for me. Um, also, I think that uh, I think instead of uh, looking for, I think another problem with Rex was um, 
not drafting offense, right? Like we drafted defense in the first. Yeah, well, round, the pro- like every like every single year, and I'm you know I'm kind of mad. I want to I want to throw a shot at at Rodney because I was kind of mad because the the Jets were supposed to get my man. Uh, who's the who's the dude they got? Um, two years ago, the receiver. I'm trying to Steven think. Steven Hill. No, 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 no. We were supposed to get. We were supposed to. Uh, I want. Huh. Victor Cruz. No, was it? Cruz? I... No, it was somebody else that they the Giants picked in front of us, like right in front of us, and then we went and and we had to get. We were supposed to get like a receiver. I think it was a receiver for some reason, and the Giants picked them up right before we could pick them up. Uh, I can't remember who it was, Nick? but who? No, Nick's? No. No, it wasn't Team Nick's. I can't remember. You know, you know, that's neither here nor there. That shot didn't work out because nobody remember who the fuck I was talking about. So, uh, so, all right. So, uh, you liked that Exit was out. You liked that they brought in a new, uh, um, a new uh, coordinator, new general. What manager. about the offensive? What about the offensive line? Like the offensive line suck ass. Like they're horrible. They can't protect nobody. Like are you serious? Their, their offensive line is nah. Michael Vick offensive... got clobbered. Gino got clobbered. It was crazy. It was, it was you, clobbering time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're correct, Emilio. Uh, our offensive line last year was trash. Hey, Joe, uh, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Validate right. this dude's fucking opinion. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you why our, our, our offensive line was trash. We had James. Uh, we didn't have James Carpenter. They actually went and got James Carpenter as well. That was another offseason move we just had uh, from the Seahawks. But before you had Brian Winters over there, you had uh, you know Willie Wayne Hunter. Oh, yeah. back Wayne Hunter. Oh, Wayne Hunter was one of the worst right tackles we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> the, the thing was that, and that was another problem with Rex was that Rex could never get an offensive coordinator either. So when you had guys like Marty Morningwig who was trying to, you know, run a scheme that didn't fit our players, they were all off balance. You got Marty Morningwig, you know, he wants to drop back and throw the ball. He wants to run all these trick plays. We don't have, you know, offensive linemen that can do that. All our offensive linemen were, were grinders. They were guys that, that Rex picked to ground and pound, and that was the strength of our team was running the ball. These guys couldn't block in space some of the, you know, pass rushers and things like that. They, they couldn't do those things. Marty, so they Marty, Marty. that they couldn't do. Marty you know Morning, Marty, Marty, Marty Morningwig was maybe the dumbest fucking offensive coordinator I've ever fucking heard about. Marty Morningwig would run a trick play, like a quarterback sneak, like on the like with like five yards to go on the like on the goal line. Even like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you making the quarterback into a running back? Five, you only got five yards to go. It's like fourth and three. What? Why are you fucking you handing the ball to the quarterback to run? And it was always some know? dumb Yo, listen, trick listen, play. Listen, you want to know why it didn't work? Because he had Tim Tebow, and you cannot win <laughs> against the Lord. If he would have used <laughs> Tim Tebow the way he should have used him. I agree. You know, you you had him there as a Marty deep boy. Okay, but, so Marty, Marty Morningwood wasn't there with, uh, <laughs> with Tim Tebow. With was there. Tim Tebow. <laughs> No, uh, no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> so then, how come every time they brought him in, you knew that Tim Tebow was gonna run? Cause he can't throw. <laughs> so like, what kind of deception? When, uh, when Tim Tebow was when Tim Tebow was on the Jets, uh, I think the uh, the coordinator was um, 
uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Tenen Tenenbaum? Tenen no, not Tenenbaum. Uh, crap. Tenenbaum was a general manager. Um, uh, that was that was all. Yeah. Um, what's the? Uh, he's a famous dude. He's a famous. His father was uh, uh, Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. I think Schottenheimer was there when uh, Tipo was there, if I remember correctly. And well, Ronnie's uh, really billing you out tonight, man. Like, really? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You want to be a sportcast person? You don't know shit, bro. That's crazy. Yo, Stick to see, look, we go with. You see, look, he's like Mark Sanchez, and I'm like Tim Tebow. I follow you everywhere you go, and I'm trying to take your job. That's right. <laughs> man, this guy's billing you out. <laughs> so How you feel about that? that? He, yo, he's he's contributing to the show. I feel so bad for Mark Sanchez. Like every time he goes to like a job and he sees like the depth chart under him is always Tim Tebow. Like <laughs> sucks. <laughs> like why is the Lord? I can't win against the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah. So that's so so that is that. Um. So. So now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move over to the offensive side of the the Jets football. So as uh, uh, Rodney uh, pointed out, we brought in uh, Brandon Marshall, who uh, has uh, uh, some problems. Um, problems. <laughs> he, uh, he's not my favorite human in the world. I will say that he's not my favorite human in the world. Um, and uh, some of the charges that he have are pending, though, that he had. Um, I don't know if he has any pending, but he is a domestic violence like machine. Right. Wow. Uh, he uh, he beat up his girlfriend, I think now wife at uh, on multiple occasions. But um, wait, now wife, now wife, girlfriend, now wife. Wow, that's crazy. Yo, yo, look, yo, you do not let go of that. That NFL money, man. You that's don't let go of that. Um. So, uh, yeah, so they brought in uh, Brandon Marshall, who uh, I'm guessing was an upgrade from what they had last year, which was <laughs> any old Negro off the street who wanted to be a receiver, right? <laughs> they had a sign. They would have a sign outside of Jets practice. It was, you know how they have open mics for comedians? They had open <laughs> At open receivers, <laughs> every week the Jets would have a new receiver. Where the like the commentator, like the color commentator, is like, "Who is that? Like I never heard of this dude before. Who's receiving for the Jets?" Uh, um, so they brought in um uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, uh, how did you feel about them uh, picking up Brandon Marshall and his crazy ass? I thought it was a genius move. Um, <laughs> the thing about it is, is that who we had last year, um, you know, we had Decker, we had Harvin, we had Curly. Uh, Curly is still a chain moving receiver. He just was being used incorrectly. Okay. So then that's the like the team, right? <laughs> <Move Yeah. it. laughs> the Jets don't know how to use anything. <laughs> Jets do not read instructions. <laughs> that's the name of the show. Jets do not. Jets don't read instructions. They're like, yo, I put that shit together. <laughs> that that's yeah, that's pretty much how Marty was was running running shop. Mm -hmm. And so then uh, you had Piercy Harvin. That was the problem. Was that Harvin was gonna basically make. $10 million if we kept him on the uh, roster, you know, past a certain date, you know, and going Percy into is like tone time part two, right? Yeah. And he, he <laughs> is, I mean, he, he was, he was playing his best role and he was on his best behavior because he wanted that money. Uh -huh. But there was no way, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't think that the bears would get rid of Marshall. Uh -huh. And so I was all about keeping Harvin because he was a playmaker. Uh -huh. Um, 
I, you know, I, I'm clearly we all not naive to the NFL. You know, different guys do different things. Uh-huh. The thing with Harvin was Harvin had a lot of lock, you know, problems with guys in the locker room. Yeah, he fought with uh, beat up a lot of guys. Uh, he, I think it was Golden yeah, Tate. Was it Golden Tate? Yeah, because uh, they Golden said Tate. Golden Tate and uh, Golden Tate. Was it Golden Tate that they said or uh, Golden Tate slept with uh, with Russell Wilson's wife? That was like a rumor, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that was the rumor. I do know that Harvin had beat up one of his teammates before the Super Bowl, like the night. Well, I like, I like to let it be known that I'm all for um workplace violence, as you know, my resident <laughs> says, um, Ralph and Connie. Y'all know firsthand, but um, you know, if somebody come out their face, they gotta get, they gotta get tuned up a little bit, man. I really believe in that, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, is that he had had those same problems with the Vikings. He had had those same problems, like, with offensive coordinators and things like that. You can't do that in the NFL. But he had kind of cleaned up his stuff, and, you know, he had played pretty decently for us, and he was the only guy that was actually making plays, mm-hmm. you know, when he would actually play. Okay. The only guy that, that – he gave us that threat. We didn't have that, you know, that speed threat, that number one wide receiver threat. We didn't have that. Oh, he, Decker, but y'all, y'all still don't have the threat, though. I mean, according to the game today, y'all still lost in the preseason. Uh, we'll get around. We'll get around to that. But just understand that it's just a preseason game. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Emilio, take that, Emilio. I was just mad. I was just mad that y'all got Brandon Marshall, and it didn't come with like Jake Cutler. It wasn't like a package deal. <laughs> I really wanted Jake Cutler on the Jets so bad. I was like, yes, Brandon Marshall's coming. That means that Jake Cutler's packing his bags too. <laughs> yeah, I. I Go ahead, Emilio. I'm sorry. Nah, that would have been a good look if Jay Cutler would. I love Jay Cutler. I think he's an awesome quarterback. I mean, look, like he's, he's a good quarterback. I'm sorry. That guy is good. He have heart, and he played he play to win the game. Like, have, like oh, what was it? Um, Herman, what you used to say? He's he got always heart played to win the game. a low blood sugar count. So. Yes. <laughs> look like he's always, yeah. No, I'm serious. He's, he's, game, got, however. he's got crazy diabetes. That's, oh, why he, that's why they say he be going off on fools. Because his blood sugar is low. That's, well, that's what he says. He just wants to say the N-word to people and, and blame that shit on the... Like, just want to Hulk Hogan everybody? Yeah, and then blame that shit. Like, yo, man, I'm sorry I had to... I, I called you a new... Cause, I need a candy bar. <laughs> I, look, look. I turned... <laughs> I went from David Duke into Martin Luther King once I ate this Snickers, baby. Um, So... That went in a weird place. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like I said, like I was saying. I'm sorry. I, I just I thought it was a good move. You're bringing Joe. You're bring, You always come and you bring the professionalism. It's totally throwing us out of whack. It's throwing you off. I actually like him. I want to ask him to be the host on a regular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a vote. He can't. You see, he has with a suit and a and a briefcase. <laughs> you just you just brought in your Along fucking with, number what you need two. To do is say hello and what do that shit and you in there, bro? Fuck that. The job is yours. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I'm bringing on my own replacement. So Brandon Marshall. Um, yeah, um, getting Brandon getting Brandon for a fifth round pick and being able to get rid of Harvin uh-huh. um, and not have to pay him ten million dollars because even though he did give us that threat, he was not worth ten million dollars. Okay, um, he wasn't. But so. When we went out there and we got him, I was surprised that we were able to get him for a fifth round pick. But bringing him in, I was, you know, more than happy to see Harvin go because Marshall does bring an added dimension that Harvard didn't. And that's that size. And, you know, he is a rock solid guy that's going to play, that's going to compete and fight for the ball. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm happy we got Brandon Marshall. I think it was a great addition. And you know what's crazy? The crazy thing about it is that I, I did not um, – <clears throat> I did, never would have thought that Brandon Marshall would have been the least of the Jets' problems by the time the preseason came around, right? Like, Brandon Marshall has – he has been a perfect citizen. He hasn't been, you know – getting into trouble. He's just been having fun. I think that Brandon Marshall, well, he basically said, this is my last team that I'm ever going to be on. Like, this is the last, this is the last team I'm, I'm ever going to uh, play for. So, um, uh, well, he had issues. He had issues in the past, though. His issues were, he's actually bipolar. And he started, he got it diagnosed and started taking medicine, and that's what took care of all that stuff. All that domestic violence stuff and uh-huh. things that he was getting into was when he was undiagnosed. Oh, okay. So once he got diagnosed, you know, he all that stuff started to build up, and the team was like, basically like, you got to go see somebody uh-huh. because something is going on with you. You know, he had problems when he was with the Dolphins. They got rid of him. You know, he, he just had these constant problems. He went and saw somebody, got diagnosed, and he started taking his medicine. Now. Like he really, you know, he's great. He's still passionate. He still wants to win. He still will get, you know, in his teammates' rear ends if they're not playing up to his potential. That was part of the problem, you know, with with him and with the Bears because he would get in Jay Cutler all the time because Jay Cutler does a lot of dumb things, throws a lot of dumb picks, mm-hmm. and, and and was ruining a lot of games for them. So he was letting guys know if you're not here to play for real, then you need to get out of here because I'm I'm coming to play every single time. I'm putting my heart on the line. Mm-hmm. So. You know, like I said, to get a guy like that, a veteran guy that wants to win and can come in and teach young guys, the young guys we have here now, uh, to to get themselves in that mold, I'm all about that, man. So, like I said, getting Brandon Marshall was was a hundred percent great move in for me. In the defense of Jay Cutler, in the defense of Jay Cutler, he disbelieved in the Brett Favre policy, as in he's not trying to get a sack; he's going to toss it and throw it in the air. And I think that's a good policy. <laughs> Where Fav hated getting sacked, he'd just rather toss that shit. Like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> like, he hated Yo, getting sacked. So, said, I mean, there's right. nothing wrong with the playing like that. Brett Favre said, I'd rather get an interception than get a sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end of the day, I think that's brilliant. You see, Yo. but the, you see, but the Jets, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they, um, they got a, whatchamacallit, they got, um, they got Gino, they got, mm-hmm. um, they, they just got, uh, the guy that looks like the guy from The Hangover, what's his face? Uh, the backup for Gino. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Uh, he looks like the guy from The Hangover. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? Which guy, which guy from The Hangover? Which guy? Uh, uh, fucking Z- Zach. Yeah, yes, Zach, him. I so, don't know my name, bro. You guys give me, like, personality. The dude with the goddamn beard. <laughs> All right, so they got him, right? And I still think that he's responsible for anything that happened to Gino. Like he's Tanya Harding that ass. <laughs> I think he's Tanya Harding that ass. Yo, but, um, follow, follow but, the money. Follow the money. Um, <laughs> follow the money. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't get that reference, sir. Follow, oh my God. Um. So, so anyway. Um, I, don't, I, I didn't get it. I'm saying I'm sorry. It was a joke or something. I don't know. Oh, it was a laugh. Bro. You never heard uh, what what was the, the I think it was in Money Talks. Was it in Money? No, it was in uh, Rush Hour. I can't believe I'm quoting Rush Hour. But, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it, bro. Like what the hell. <laughs> that was, in the, that's what uh, when uh, when the Chris Tucker was talking to Jackie Chan. He's like, how do you find out who did the crime? He said you follow the money or you follow the old white man, something like that. So. 
Got it. Follow the old white man with the money. Got it. Yeah, follow the old nah. white man with the money. So. Got it. Oh, ha ha ha. All I right, can't go believe ahead. I, I'm to, I'm actually cutting that shit out of the show. Cause no, you gotta let it go. It's all natural, baby. You know we was, don't cut nothing out. We just. No, edit. that was that was. Pretty, all right. That was black. So okay. So Joe. So Joe. Anyway, um, how do you feel about quarterback situation? Because that's where I think that the Jets kind of like don't want to go out. I mean, there's not too many franchise quarterbacks to begin with. And most of them are locked up already. Like, there's none that are becoming a free agent. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Drew Brees is available if you guys want to, you know, trade Brees somebody. He's the yeah. Man. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much looking like Geno, uh, a, a Hangover, and um, what's the other guy? What's, what's the Bryce, what's the, uh, Bryce, Bryce, Petty. Bryce Petty. Yeah, yeah, him. He's the he's the rookie, right? The ones you guys. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah. Wait, wait, y'all asking them soft questions. Ask them some real questions, some 2 a.m. questions. <laughs> I got a question for you, Joe. Uh, How do you feel about Tom Brady being the best quarterback ever to play the wait game? Wait a minute. I'm running this goddamn <laughs> show. What are you doing? How do you feel about that? What bro? are you doing? All right? We will get to that. All right? We are going to get to all that. We're Tom talking Brady about the, the Jet show. All right? Do you want that quarterback question? No. We, uh, yes, I would like to hear your opinion on that. I okay. want to know... I, do you feel? See, I'm gonna uh, see since I'm a I'm a Geno fan. I'm gonna try to make this like uh, okay. uh, Do you feel like Geno has had a fair shake on the Jets? Okay, yeah. To answer your question, Ralph and, and Rodney, this is gonna go along with your question too because I'll talk about the uh, quarterback, uh, you know, kind of quarterback depth that we have here as well. Mm-hmm. Has Geno gotten a fair shake? Yes. That's no. You can you. <laughs> You can argue it both ways, honestly. This okay. this is how you started, can argue. He started. You, he lost his position. He no, 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 no. He, you can say that, Emilio. But the thing is, is that Gino, when he first got here, didn't have any receiving options. We talked about that earlier. Clyde Gates and Stephen Hill are not world beaters. That's who he was throwing to his first year. Those guys are caca. <laughs> Stephen Hill can't make a roster anywhere. Hey, for all our uh, he couldn't make a roster. For all our like two a.m. fans out there, caca means shit. Right? <laughs> uh, people don't, but people don't know. I I think it's uh, Italian or something. But, uh, <laughs> I know so you're not, saying? Hold on, you're saying that he didn't get a fair shot because of his receivers? No, no, no. Yes, because if you don't have guys to throw to your rookie year, you're gonna look trash. Even when Let you're. Let me tell the- you a story. Let me tell you a story about this this um smart kid that uh got his degree and went and worked at GameStop. <laughs> I didn't have a fair shot, right? I wanted to be the, like the assistant manager. <laughs> they kept setting me up the failure. You know, those two damn kids kept putting all the games on the counter. I had to put them back in alphabetical order. I had to bring games in, rain games. It was ridiculous, bro. I didn't get a fair shot, but, hey, I lost my position. I couldn't move up. That's it. I had to get what I had to get. So, you know, had a fair shot. I don't have a bum-ass receiver. Tom Brady had bum-ass receivers. He's doing it to nobodies, and yet he's still making it done. Gino had a fair shot. He lost it. He is a bum quarterback, and he is poop nuggets well the the difference between tom brady and gino yeah is talent tom brady's a better quarterback but he also had a better offensive coordinator it's tony sperano the coordinator that we had before we had 
Um, Marty Morningweg, he was one of the worst coordinators in the league. He shouldn't have been coordinating a goddamn McDonald's. Not at all. He shouldn't have been coordinating anything. So when you have a bad offensive coordinator, you have pretty much a horrible offense. He didn't have any targets. What is he supposed to do? That's his rookie year. Okay, let's go into his, let's go into the second year. Yeah, Did Emilio. You, yeah, was I'm listening. Gino, I'm listening. Yeah, was Gino bad? Was Gino bad? Yeah, towards the middle of that season when he started letting things go. That's why Jet fans feel the way that they feel about him. I'm not here, you know, discrediting your point. What I am saying is that. No, wait, wait, Joe. Wait, Joe. Yes, you no. are discrediting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you are the point. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that he, he has been wrong. He was. <laughs> what I'm telling him is that there's little validity to what you're saying there, Emilio. But you also have to think that Gino, Gino has has all everything's been in question with Gino because we've always had bad offensive coordinators with him. Um, and when he finally got receiving options, it was like he was still doing some dumb stuff. But he still has talent. When when Gino flashes, you see it. He's got a great arm. He's mobile. He can you know he can throw the ball on the run. He's got a pretty deep ball. Those are the things that you see in Gino. The physical attributes where you go, this kid is crazy. Because if you look at last season, hit the from his first three games, Gino was doing pretty damn well. He was playing really well. And then he had that dip. And then he had issues in the locker room, which he's always had. And then he didn't show up for meetings. It was that bring Jet fans to not be able to stand Gino because it's like, we see that you have the physical talent, but when are you going to put it together mentally, Gino? Because you have these lapses where you don't feel like you have to work at the game. Some of the same things he did at West Virginia, where you feel like you can just walk in, take the snap, throw the ball, and that's it. You know, he for everything good about Gino, you could say something bad about him too. Now, has he gotten a fair shake? That's what I'm saying. Has he gotten a fair shake? I don't know. Because this year was supposed to be the year before he got his jaw broken that we were gonna figure out, okay, who is Geno Smith? Okay. Because even this year, and I'm a I'm a big Fitzpatrick guy. Okay. I want and this is why. I wanted somebody to finally step up and push Gino to be better. Or sit down. That was, That's Michael, what Vick. I that was Michael Vick's job. No, no, no. Michael Vick wasn't prepared at all either. That, that was is the true. problem. He that wasn't prepared true. either. And he was supposed, like you said, Emilio, he was supposed to be the veteran guy to push Gino or get him to sit down on that bench. And he didn't do the job either. So how can you sit him if every time you get ready to sit him, there's nobody to really take the reins? Michael Vick eventually did take the reins later that season because it was given to him because Geno was playing so bad. You know, that Bills game where he came out and threw all those interceptions, he clearly wasn't prepared. It's like you cannot keep sticking this kid in there. But this year, um, like I said, even though I'm a Fitzpatrick guy this year, I watched them in spring camp. I watched them when the camp's coming up. This is the best I've seen Geno play in camp. And this is one of the worst. This is some of the worst football I've seen Fitzpatrick play. This year, before Geno got his jaw broken, he was not, Fitzpatrick was not playing better than him. He just wasn't. He just was not. And I'm not saying that Gino was Gino was solid in practices. He he I don't think he even had an interception his first like two weeks, I think, in, in, in practice in camp. He didn't have a turnover. It was, it was clean, crisp throws, big arm, everything that we saw in him when we said, wow, this kid could be a solid franchise quarterback. Because I never thought that Geno was going to be a Drew Brees, a Peyton Manning, or Aaron Rodgers. I never thought he was going to be that. But I need you to be a solid, game-managing quarterback. If we play in Madden, I just need you to be an 82. That's all I need you to do. 
I don't need you to be no better than that. Just be an 82, and with my defense and our running game, we can go somewhere. I just need to. Are you getting mad in this? Are you getting mad in? Are you you play mad in? I I used to play man a lot. I'm not getting it no more. I don't I don't play it no more like that. But I used to. You know, I, I, gotta, I, I still got to hook up in GameStop. You know, I still got the cards. So. I was about to say. I know you keep them GameStop. You keep them GameStop moving. So maybe I'll holler at you. But, I got a twenty dollars surplus in my credit and stuff. I have a question. I have a question now. Um, let's get let's get let's get back to uh, butt fumble man uh, Sanchez. Why are you okay. talking about? We're not. We're talking about cards. Okay, okay, okay. But look, this is a question that I have for Joe. Okay. All right. Uh, you remember that um, Mark Sanchez? You know, because Jets fans won't let you forget it. That his first two seasons, they went to the AFC Championship game, right? His first yes. two seasons. Yes. Yeah. No Jets fan will ever let you forget it. Now, um, uh, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that Sanchez got more leeway because of the AFC Championship? Like he had so much success. So early that Gino kind of like, because because Sanchez didn't have a great receiving core either. He had just you know Thomas Jones was a beast. The, he had good defense and he had a, and and there was a good running game in place. I, I I let me let me tell you something about Mark Sanchez and thank you for that question too, Rodney. The thing is about Mark Sanchez, it wasn't leeway because he got to the AFC Championships because he got drugged there. By a really, he got drugged there by the number one defense in the league. It, w- the reason we got to those AFC championships really had nothing to do with Mark Sanchez. He was a caretaker, you. like you said. Thank you. But Thank but you. hold on, Ronnie. Hold on, Ronnie. He yeah. wasn't. Tra- he wasn't trash. He wasn't trash because he didn't have any receiving options. He had receiving options. Go back and look at that roster. He had Braylon Edwards, who was really good at that point in his career. He had Santonio Holmes. He had Dustin Keller. He had options. He was just garbage. <laughs> That's it. He was just garbage. Um, so every time people talk about Mark Sanchez, I think they romanticize because of the two AFC championships. They don't remember the road to getting there. We drugged that man there. Mark Sanchez was throwing pick sixes and fumbling and giving away points to other people's defenses like nobody's business. Um, so, no, Mark Sanchez, he just wasn't a good quarterback because he wasn't a good quarterback. He never was going to be. Look at him with the Eagles. He's got weapons, still trash. He's in a system being told by Chip Kelly in his ear before he goes, before he snaps the ball, we're going to throw the ball, and he's still throwing interceptions. It doesn't matter. So, he is trash because he's trash. Like, it, 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 the Jets drug him to those two AFC championships. But didn't he make, and, the, and playoff? Didn't he make, didn't he make the playoffs last year? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't no. him. It was uh, yeah. It was uh, the the uh, it was their racist receiver. What's his name? Cooper. Right? <laughs> Riley Cooper. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But they made it to the um, playoffs last year, right? And Sanchez was the quarterback, correct? Uh, I, oh, Sanchez. I, I think so. I don't know. I think so. I believe he did well. He did well. Sanchez came in. He did well. They won some games and whatever. But isn't that what happened? I mean, I'm not an Eagles fan. I don't really care about them. No, Sanchez. But I'm just saying, I could have believed that, you know, he was doing well. And aren't they starting with him as a quarterback this year? No, actually, Sam Bradford is the guy that's actually starting this year. Oh, they got Bradford. So, oh, yeah, he did get his... Yeah, so... Yeah, that, that, that's who they got this year. So, but it, Mark Sanchez is still playing terribly. Like that's not it's, it's, it, there's no there's no question in my mind. Even this year when they got Sam Bradford, it, it wasn't even a quarterback competition. It was Sam Bradford's going to start. That's now, it. Now, do you think that uh, that Geno Smith can be a starter, like a, a competent, like 
competent, decent starter Negative. in the NFL. It's over. It's hard as <laughs> going. Yeah, the thing about that is, is that with Gino, you never really know what you're going to get out of him. And, and that's the thing about this year, too, is because his jaw is broken. He's going to be out, I think it was six to eight weeks, they said. So six to eight weeks, he's going to sit there. You got to think, you know, his his jaw, he's probably not going to be eating solid foods. He's not going to have any contact, so he's not going to be able to get hit. He's still got to come back and build, you know, all that, you know, um, that, 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 that touch with his He's got to get back into them, the timing and everything around him in the offense. He's got to do all that stuff. So he might come back after the bye week or something like that and have to get all that back. He might not even be decent until like the 12th or 13th week. And if we're in the playoff hunt, I don't think he gets his job back. If this playoffs? Guy, you said playoffs? Well, that means, hold on. Wait, 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 playoffs wait. this year? That, no. That, that's, no, no. That's Well, listen, you never know what could happen because that's not out of touch. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know what's going to happen. <laughs> that, 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 that's not totally let, – let's say this. That's not totally out of touch. If you look at our schedule, it's not like we playing – we don't have the toughest schedule in the NFL. It's not last year's schedule. Last yeah, it's not last year's schedule. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're going to go 12-4. and four. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm not even saying we're going to win the AFC East. But what I am saying is that – if Ryan Fitzpatrick, because that's who's starting right now, mm-hmm. if he can just game manage and be a caretaker, that's the reason why I love him. Because does the best, just caretake, don't throw a bunch of interceptions, and our defense shows up. I know, Emily. Oh, you've seen this one preseason game, mind you, it was versus the Lions. They don't it's have a trash point. offense. It is a. It is a. They don't. It's preseason game. I think preseason games are <laughs> very important. Okay, it's, so. it's one preseason game. It's it goes week- to show you, listen, we ready and we okay. here to kick ass. It, it's listen, week- one thing. One thing. I'm, one thing I'm gonna say is Goodell gave the Jets and the, and the Dolphins and the Bills a four game head start, right? With, with with Brady with the Brady suspension, he gave y'all a four game head start. The Patriots are still gonna win the division. I agree, and and that that could very well be there, but. <laughs> I, I, Come on, no, you got to fight. No, you can't. I'm a, fight no, no, no. You can't a, give up that that easily. You got to no, no. fuck you, fuck the Patriots, or that, well, fuck out the Patriots. Whatever nice. I'm, I'm an objective. I'm an objective guy. I'm an objective fan. So I can say, yeah, the Patriots are good, Ralph. Regardless of whether we want to say it or not, they're good. Like, and they've been spanking us in this division for quite some time. They've you know, won the division. For Yo, quite some time. I can respect they him. They have the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Yo, with that statement, I'm going to say this is going to be the end. <laughs> <laughs> we have done enough. <laughs> I thought I thought I was bringing you on here. I thought you were going to be a total fanatic. <laughs> but you saying the Patriots, I can't have that. I didn't think I was going to be... I didn't, I didn't think I would ever do a show where I have somebody that I bring on as a guest coming in... in, in uh, Gotta but, this is, but, but this is the most this is the most professional show we've ever had. <laughs> like by far. I'm trying, I am trying my best to muddy it up. And it ain't even working. How, how as, as a Jets fan, just as a football fan, how can you not at least respect their their what they've accomplished? You you can't take any you can't take that away from them. That's why I'm not going to. 
You can't take that away from them. You can't take their wins away from them. You can't take the fact they're well coached away from them. They just don't wake up and, and spank people the way they've been doing it for years. They're playing hard. So I respect that. And that's what I'm saying. As a Jets fan, I respect that. I don't have to like them. I don't like them. If I see Tom Brady in the street, I'm not going to say hey to him. I don't want your autograph, and I don't want you to touch me. I don't even want you yeah, to Yeah, that's right. But, but, but Tom Brady, I do respect him. I do respect you know, the work that he's put into the game. I understand how hard it is. I know he wakes up at five in the morning and he's watching film. I know he's dialed in every single time and he's routing his young receivers and teaching them where to go and how to be. And I know he's made a lot of football players that have played with him All right, better. that's enough, Joe. That's enough. <laughs> I can't have it no more. I so, can't uh, take it. Okay, we get I that. I can't take it. You big enough. Tom Brady. Back to Gino. He was an underdog, bro. He was an underdog. Come on, bro. He wasn't yeah. an underdog. He was an underdog. That first Super Bowl, they gave him that first his first Super Bowl run. They gave him. They said, "Yo, don't fuck this up." That's it. That's it. <laughs> but, but, of, New England Patriots. They're a bunch of cheaters. They always have been. They always will be. And if you can respect that, then that's on you. <laughs> but give back to Geno. Could Geno be a, a a a solid game managing quarterback in this league? I believe he can be. But you don't know what Geno you're gonna get if he's focused. And and prepares himself like he should. Okay. Yes, Geno could be a solid game managing quarterback in this league. A franchise well, he's not. game he's manager. Not. He's not. He can't even pay the guy back at six hundred dollars. Like, come on. I bro. Think, yeah, and we can get into that too because I think I think that this I think that this year was the year that he was gonna kind of show us that. I think that Geno. I, as I think he was gonna beat Fitzpatrick out because of the way they've been playing, and I think that Geno was gonna take. That, that role, and he was just going to be a solid game manager, and he wasn't I'm pretty gonna do sure a- you said that on your show last year when the season came around, and the year before that, that this is the year Gino may show us and it is not going to be the year it's the year that he's going to be watching the game from his couch, sipping on a straw because he can't eat nothing, no solid foods, only liquids, because he got his shit wired, you understand? <laughs> Pay people back their money that you that you know you owe them, and that's it that's so, Alright, got- like, right, let's get into that Let's uh, all right, let's move on, let's get into that work. We're going we gonna to get into that. So uh, uh, for people that don't know, for people that aren't in the know, uh, uh, the, the, the Jets starting quarterback, Geno Smith, who we've talked about extensively, uh, for those that don't know, um, uh, like two days before the uh, preseason, the first Jets preseason game, uh, he got into an altercation with uh, one of the defensive linebackers. Was it? Yeah, he's, he's an outside linebacker. His name is I.K. Inampali. Oh, man, all those syllables. God damn. Um, so, uh, he, so him and Gino got into it uh, about, I'm guessing, this is, this is what I know of the story. Uh, Gino said he was going to come to some function that this guy was, uh, uh, was having, right? And this guy was putting up the money for Gino to come out to uh to whatever function party or whatever it was gino didn't show up <laughs> like he doesn't for practice <laughs> so this guy should have known i mean uh for meetings um and they got apparently they got into an altercation about this gino uh from the reports which i don't always uh uh read the reports because sometimes you know they a lot of them are all over the place but from some of the reports uh they got into it in the locker room and Gino basically said, man, fuck your party. Fuck your money. You know, and I, I you know, G- at first they said Gino was going to try to pay the dude back. 
Gonna try to pay him his six hundred dollars back. How you gonna try to pay somebody six hundred dollars and you make millions of dollars? I don't understand. I don't wanna say try. He told the guy he was going to, right? Oh well, I'm saying he was gonna try to pay him back because right now, for sure, he ain't getting his goddamn money back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so apparently, he was being really arrogant about it. And uh, and from the reports, the guy he put his, Gino put his finger in this dude's face. And must have said, you know, fuck you and your party and your mama. And this dude <laughs> rocked Gino while I, I, they said it was a sucker punch. So Gino wasn't That's what the coach it. said. The coach said it was a sucker punch. He said it a couple of times. It was a sucker punch. Yeah. So, so, and he it's got. It's not his- a sucker punch if you got your hand in somebody's face. You got to be prepared to get punched. So I don't understand. <laughs> In every ghetto, every hood, if you owe somebody money and you're talking shit to the person that you know you owe the money to, you're going to get punched in your face. Let's mm. be real. Uh, he should have saw that coming. Who? <laughs> he's not even a he's not even a star quarterback. Like, how dare you pay me back my money? Are you serious? Like, I don't understand. This guy have no class. You know, six hundred dollars. Or that could have got avoided for six hundred dollars. Just pay him back the money. Uh, well, you don't know what the you don't know what happened. Like, who knows what like. Uh, Gino might have had, like, some other uh, stuff going on. Like, he don't know. Like, Gino might have said, hey, man, I'll pay you the money back. And the dude kept going on and on about it. You know you know how no. you tell <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I know exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened. Okay. They, uh, IK had invited him to a charity event. Gino said, yes, I will, you know, I'll come to the charity event. IK actually... Uh, bought him a $600 plane ticket. That's where the money came in. $600 plane ticket. The charity event came. Gino didn't show up. No hear from him, nothing. IK sees him later, says, hey, you know, later on in camp or whatever, says, hey, you know, what's up with the, you didn't show up to the, the, the charity event. Are you going to pay me back? Gino says, yes, I'll eventually, I'll give you the money back. No sweat, no problem. Okay, fine. Time goes on. IK asks Gino, hey, you know, what's going on with the, the money for, for the plane ticket I gave you? You know, are you going to pay me back? It's all a joke. Gino's laughing. It's funny. Then Gino gets in his face and basically is like, I'm not going to pay you back. So what are you going to do about it? Hands in the face. Hands in the oh, hands in the face. Uh, what are you going to do about it? IK punches him and breaks his jaw. That's exactly what happened. Mm. Thing is, thing is about that, and we had IK... On the show two weeks before this happened, I, I love IK as a person and a player. Um, Hold on, you have like, you had him on the show? Yeah, we had him on the show two weeks ago, nice. or two weeks before. Two weeks before Yo, that. You know, I, when I said Joe was world famous, you didn't hear me. <laughs> I'm not world I, famous. Try to tell y'all. <laughs> Yo, he's, he's still playing. trying to get fifty Tyson on the show. He's the guy getting fucking <laughs> fucking guy getting football players and shit. It's crazy. We need to step our game up. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and again, it's Let's Talk Jets every Tuesday at eight PM Eastern. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, and you can follow us on iTunes. We had a bunch of players on our show. Um, Tony, uh, <laughs> no, we didn't have said Tony Holmes on our show, but we've had we've had other players. <laughs> Tony um, wanted Tony wanted six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but getting back to that, I, I love IK as a person and a player. I've talked to him a bunch. He's a great guy. Um, I was shocked to he even here. It's unfortunate. My thing is, and I I understand logically as a man, I understand why you in a you in a room full of. Full of people. It's it's a locker room. It's an NFL locker room. It's full of alpha males. You know, 
it's all about being physical and all these other things. And you got a guy in your face, but at the same time, IK had a lot more to lose than Gino. Apparently that's what not. Well, <laughs> that's where you have to look at it from that standpoint because, and, and this is something that we even talked about. IK, well, we even talked about with IK on our program. IK was going to be a big. He was going to have an impact this season with us. He was on the cusp of being that that next pass rusher for us because him and Malden and Camp were the two best pass rushers that we had. Yeah. I mean, he was looking great. And, you know, he's explosive. He's physical. That's why he got picked up so quick. He's not a bad football player by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. So it's like when you do things like that, even if we take away, you know, because even if we take away, you know, the field stuff, you messing up your money. That's the thing. You know, you don't, you know. So it's like when he, he should have just walked away, honestly. That, that's what he should have did. And I understand why. I, I Logically, I can understand why he didn't. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, if you know, because Gino, the thing about Gino is, and I've never been, you know, uh, you know, a, you know, ashamed to say it. I've, I've said it a thousand times. I put it in my videos. Uh, I, I talked about it. I got a video from 2014 on my YouTube. I've talked to, to players. I've talked to players, family members, too. Nobody likes Gino. Gino didn't just become a butthole. No, it's serious. I'm being honest. Everybody knows it. If you a hardcore, anybody that know Gino, nobody likes Gino in that locker room. Not many, not many of those guys like Gino. That's why not many of them stepped out and said anything. Because this is who he, like, he's a butthole. Like, that's factual. It's not made up. So the thing is, is that was, was I, IK, you can't break your starting quarterback's jaw. I don't care what it is. You can't do that okay, uh, because I can't mess himself up. And he also he, he hurt both sides of the ball. Jacked our offense because there's no true competition between him and uh, between Geno and Fitzpatrick. So we don't know who the actual better quarterback is. Okay. And then on the flip side, he hurts our defense because he's not playing with us anymore. Yeah. So he, he just had to be smarter than that. He had to be. I understand it's six hundred dollars. I understand he owes that to you. But guess what, bro? You got a lot of. You gonna get a lot of money regardless. So you got to step out of that situation and say, "All right, I see you." He should have just, you know, said, "Look, you're a ridiculous dude." Maybe use a couple of expletives, and said, "You know what? I'm not messing with you anymore," and just walk away because that's all you can do. Okay. All right. It all probably right. was a woman that was involved too that put that bug in his ear, like, "Yo, baby, you want to let him punk you like that?" Because always gotta be a woman involved in that shit. But let me no, ask but... you a question though, Joe, real quick. Go Who ahead. was like the most known person that you had on your show? Ooh. Player, the most known player. We we talked to not not to be Hollywood. But we have really talked to a lot of players. Um, Yo, the only the only known only known player we had was <laughs> Superfan Rain. That's the only known player we had. He smashed Yo, a lot of chicks. Superfan Rain is a superstar in our yeah, eyes. He smashed a lot of chicks. The only player we know, but like you had some real like class. Like that's crazy. Like you really the real deal right there. And now he's on our show. <laughs> he can't believe. Yeah. Yo, the fans <laughs> ain't gonna talk to you fucking no more. <laughs> no, now on. I just Uh-oh. kept thinking. Of, I just kept thinking about this, right? Uh, at the beginning of the season, they they ranked like the the um, thirty two quarterbacks in the league, and Gino was uh, last. I think they last or like second to last or third to last. He was like in the top. He was in the bottom three, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking the whole time that this happened with Ik, I'm thinking that Ik invited Gino to do a charity event, and Gino to show up. Like I wouldn't be upset because Gino isn't really that good to begin with. So like, well, he's still kinda, like. I don't think the charity event was about how good you are. It's about how famous you are. Gino might yeah. not be good, but he's famous, right? Mm-hmm. He's uh he's he's a big he's a big name. He's famous for being bad. 
My sister um, don't know he's him. Famous for <laughs> you know Tom Brady. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady. Um, he, <laughs> uh, he, you know, whenever you become a a a quarterback for an NFL for an NFL team, number one, especially for a team in New York, you become famous. You become, a, you know, whether you're infamous. Or you're famous, you know, you you uh you you're known. So saying that, yo, I'm having Geno Smith on the, sh- you know, at my party. He was probably, I think, one of the things was the dude was probably bigging up like the whole week. Like, yo, Geno's gonna, yo, I'm gonna have Geno through. He probably may have told a couple girls, hey, Geno's gonna come through because Geno, you know, Geno is signed to Rock Nation. I think it's the whole being signed to Rock Nation thing that's messed Geno up. I think Jay Z got in Geno's ear. Told him that he had to be an asshole to people. Like you got to treat people that way, and that's what it is. I think that is why Gino asked the way acts the way. Me being from Brooklyn, that's not how Brooklyn people move, bro. We don't act like assholes, so I don't know what you're Jay-Z talking don't about. Act like an asshole. Jay Z acts like an asshole, though. No, he had to get the negativity from around him and move on and, and promote his brand. That's what he did. Like, I mean, Damon Dash was an asshole. That's who asked him. Kanye he, West is an asshole. But yo, not all the people he ran with are assholes. He's an asshole too. Um, but all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that Tom Brady's manicure probably cost more than six hundred dollars. So like, <laughs> he should he should have had that six hundred like in the, like here you go here it's hold that principle I'm though yo yo Rod it's the principle let me say that when we work mm-hmm. together and let's say you owe me a dollar and I say yo my dollar for that juice I bought you in <laughs> you put your hand in my face I would have tried to break your break your jaw bro honestly so, yeah that was a question I was gonna ask so Joe you said you wouldn't have swung on Gino no not not if I was I can because huh? because. At, because it's a professional set, even though it's football and you're in that locker room. And I, like I said, I understand. I was shocked to even hear it was IK because he that's not the, the dude type of person he is. That just isn't. Like, you know, so I, I wouldn't have done it because you have so much to lose and so little to gain. You know what I mean? Like like when you when you out when you do the risk reward thing, now if, you know, it's different if it's not in that setting, but it was in that setting. And so you just got to kind of be like, okay, like I said, he should have let him know that he didn't appreciate that. Even though Gino was, like I said, he was probably hyped <laughs> and in his face. And mm-hmm. But you just got to kind of get out of those situations. And, 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 it, and I was, you know, it kind of speaks to things that, why wasn't it broken up? Why, yeah. is, you know, why didn't people kind of get it? We're the veterans to get in between it. It's just so many questions. But I, I like, I, like I, even like I said on the show, I was... I'm extreme. I was frustrated with IK because I, I really wanted IK to be that next dude, and I talked about him all off season. That was my that we we chose guys you know that we were going to highlight this season mm-hmm. um, or the up for the upcoming season mm-hmm. on the show um, that we thought were going to be that were going to have an impact. And IK was one of my guys that we we can't constantly talked about. Um, we constantly talked about him on the show, and I picked him live on the show. Him and D Milner and Jason Babin and you know a couple of these guys that yeah, you're like oh for three impact. there. <laughs> yeah, D went down. I even talked about Antonio Allen. Um, Antonio Allen was another one of my guys. Mm-hmm. He went down. He's done for the season. It's like, so yeah. But I, I don't talk was... about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah. But you know, it, it happened, and you know, now he's playing for the Bills, and it, it was, it was, you know, a no brainer that he would be a Buffalo Bill. It so, was no minor uh, that he wouldn't clear waivers. So let me ask this question, Rodney. How would you have reacted if you would have been on the other side of that finger? Oh, if um, if this dude would have would have been all up in my face and he owed me money. <laughs> yes. 
Oh man. That, that, I, I think I think I would have did the same. I would have st- would have got stolen. You should have spree. <laughs> you should have spree welled him. You should have hit him with a spree well. I don't think you should have broke his jaw. Should have choked him out or did something like that. But mm. um, you know, when you're upset and you mad and you like this motherfucker think I'm soft or something like that, really messes with you. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just the six hundred dollars. And you say he was being an asshole and in his face. That's and then the the veterans probably was gassing and not thinking, especially if Joe's saying that he don't think that the guy was like that. He probably gassed him up. Then everybody thought he wasn't like that either. So they like, oh shit, he put out. You know, so yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. They should have had some veteran players, you know, coming in between them. Like, yo, listen, y'all need to chill out because somebody gonna hurt. Like, remember how DMX did in Belly? I'm mad. I'm, I'm quoting the belly thing, but he told her, "Hey, listen, y'all need to chill out for when y'all get hurt." He said, "Nah, fuck that." And then they, you know, did the bluff and he shot him at the table. That's the same shit, you know? Yeah, I don't want to. Belly. Belly's an awesome movie, bro. I love I Belly. I don't want to. Belly. I don't want to bring Belly into this. Now, belly too sucks. <laughs> Joe, can we ask you? Uh, Joe, I do have to ask you a personal question. Two uh, personal questions. <laughs> maybe two personal questions. This is a personal question that we kind of asked all of our two AM guests. Yes. How do you feel about the movie Ghost Dog? Uh, Ghost Dog. Uh... I've watched it, I'm not, but it's not, you know, it's not one of my favorites to pop in. I'm a paid and fool guy. I like that movie. Okay. Um, Good that's answer. one of my favorite movies, but yeah, Ghost hey, Dog bro. isn't like a, it okay. doesn't like do Dog? too much for me. What'd you say, say Emilio? Did you like Ghost Dog? Uh, I thought it was okay. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> He's not credible no more. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe, okay. Joe, you can save yourself. You you can save yourself right now. How do you feel about Adam Sandler movies? Not not a fan. Yeah! Oh my goodness, this guy. I win. Not a fan. I'll tell you what. The only the only Adam Sandler movie that I I, I actually can watch and I do think First is piece. decent is Big Daddy. Pause. Wow. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> did I say Big Daddy? Pause. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. See. Hey, all right, Joe, you reinstated on a two-layer. <laughs> For the record, Ghost Dog sucks. It <laughs> is the worst movie ever. I mean, he used two Glocks to be like a like knives or some shit. Like, like yeah, that shit is crazy. He was uh, that's a horrible movie. When he was swishing the gun around like it was a sword, and he put it in the holster. That's the part that you're just like. Wait a minute. You, like, you're, you're, you're like on the fence about Ghost Dog. I'm sorry. I know this is a sports show. But you're on the fence about Ghost Dog because, uh, you know, some parts of it are, are geniusly funny and other parts of it are just so dumb. But, uh, uh, okay. Okay. So, okay. So then, so then we all agree that Geno Smith is like the Ghost Dog of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And the New York Jets is the Adam Sandler of the NFL as well. Oh my! The whole, the whole, the whole New York Jets. Because let's be real, if this shit Jets is totally believe, backfired in my Jets, head. If the Jets believe that they could win, they would never let that escalate up to that far. They don't got no control in that locker room. There's not. There cannot be no control in it. They don't believe they could win. This is the thing, Emilio. Is it's the, I don't understand why people say that because. This is not the first fight that's ever happened in the history of the NFL in a locker room or off the field. Steve Smith broke a teammate's jaw last year. Brian Westbrook beat up Stephen Davis at a Redskins camp a couple years ago. And they make it. Yeah, and jacked him up. But the thing is that it's it's not the New York Jets. It, you don't you can't baby a player. 
they don't they don't come to your house and pick you up from your house and then walk you to the facility and then do all these other things for you and cut up your food for you like mommy used to do. These are grown men. These are human beings making mistakes. It's not a reflection on the organization if these two guys get in a fight in the locker room. If these two guys get into a fight in the locker room, they should have handled that differently. Yes, Gino maybe should Gino should have just paid him the $600 or IK like I said if with everything, you know, going on and everything, you know, on the line with him, maybe he should have just walked away. Even he said that press conference, he said, you know what, I should have just walked away. You know, even if he and I get it. I, I when Rodney said, you know, I would have put my hands on him. I understand that. But when you you know, you can put your hands on him and you can win today or you can get that four, five, six, maybe even seven million dollar contract coming up down the road when you come out here and you perform playing a game that you love to play. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not I'm not no sucker neither. I get it. But you have to think like that. Especially, you're from Long Beach. <laughs> especially when you deal it, because it's not the first time you dealt with a dude like you dealt with them. We we all know who Gino is. You know what I'm saying? So when you deal with this dude on a on a daily basis and you already know his character, you move differently with a guy that has that type of character. That's what I'm saying. And so if your ass is a buster. Two one three will regulate. <laughs> so that, that that's all I'm saying, and especially with the fact that, like I said, we talked to I. He's a great guy. It's like it sucks to see his talent because he is good, and 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 people are gonna see when he produces out there in Buffalo with that defense. You know what we lost, and he's a young player. He's only 24. You know he's just. It, it just sucks. It it really broke my heart to hear. So are you going to root like, for him when he when the Bills I, play the Jets? Are you going to root for him? I can't root for him. I can't. <laughs> He's not a Jets player. But I tell you what, man. I I, I you know I told him. I, you know I wish you the best. I absolutely I absolutely wish him the best. Mm. I absolutely wish him the best. And if I see him, I'll tell him. You know I absolutely wish you the best. And I want I want the best for him because he's a really good guy. And it sucks that, you know, they're trying to attach all these things and make it sound like he's a locker room cancer. I.K. is not that. He's been nothing but a model citizen, um, you know, since he's been in the league. He's he's done nothing but good things. He's I mean, if you listen to our show, he'll talk about it. You know, he's Nigerian. He went back to his home country. He's learned how to speak uh, his native language, the Igbo. And he, he's just engulfing himself in his culture and learning all about his people, not just that, opening up his charity to help people as well. It's like. That a player with that type of talent and then that type of character on top of it, they don't grow on trees every day. So he need to he need to, he need to learn how to speak Spanish because this uh, this nation is taking over by the Spanish people. That's what he needed to. <laughs> Holy shit! What the hell Fuck does that, that have shit. to do with anything? <laughs> I'm just saying, you want to go home and learn Nigerian, you better learn some Spanish because they are taking over. Just saying. What are you talking about you're Spanish. You know what I'm talking about. When we should talk about this over last you're week. Spanish. <laughs> I'm half Spanish. Over. Um, but I was going to say he's Nigerian. That's cool that like both of his eyes are the same color though. Cause like Nigerian I've met always has like a glossed over eye. What's wrong with you, bro? Like that's not even cool. (laughs) What are you talking about? I didn't say it was a fact. I'm saying everyone that I've met had a glossed over eye. Like one of their eyes was glossed over. So I think that's awesome. Um, so going, moving on with that, um, so uh, that's the Jets. Uh, Joe, give me your, your prediction on the Jets season. If you were going to give a number to what their record was going to be, Ooh. what do you think it would be? Yeah, before before <laughs> everything that happened happened, I actually had us at 10-6, and 9-7. Okay. That's what I had us at. Do they still um, sell crack out there, Joe? 
like, is crack still a popular drug out there? Is it, like, known to smoke? Is it cool to smoke crack out there? I just like to know. Uh, I, have, I have no idea. Did you say 10 and 6? You said 10 yeah. and 6? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that's not smoking. That's, I, I'm not smoking anything. Um, let, let, me explain, let me explain to you. If you look at us on paper, if you look at our team, this was before the season. That's when we did our predictions. I'm not saying now. We're going to be 10 and 6. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I said before all the stuff that I can't Gino and. I clearly heard you say before. I clearly heard you say before. So even before the injuries, we were solid. I think that now you'd have to look at 8 and 8, maybe 7 and 9, maybe 9 and 7, but it all depends on how Fitzpatrick plays. But I don't see, see, but see, but I don't understand that though. I thought that losing Gino would actually get y'all two more wins. How the thing about it is that because I, I think Fitzpatrick is better than Gino. I mean, but he I, said I, during the pre during the um practice, he said that Gino was doing way better than Fitz, um Patrick. He said yeah, way better. Yeah, because Fit, the thing about it is Fitzpatrick's skill set won't allow him to be better than Gino because physically he can't make the throws that Gino can make. He doesn't have a better arm than Gino. If you watch tonight's preseason game, you'll see that he almost threw a pick in the first uh, in the first quarter because he couldn't put enough on it. To get to Jeff Cumberland. But he um, went to Harvard. It doesn't matter. He's not in Harvard. <laughs> that, that, clearly, he's smart enough to know physically. He's not, he's not better. I mean, he's a guy that will probably be, you know, he's, he's a, he's like I said, he's a game manager. He's a great guy. But physically, he does not have the tools that Geno has. He just doesn't. But he's a better, he's a better, uh, Accurate. He has a better mind. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit more accurate, a little bit more tuned in, and he'll be better prepared. He's a guy that's going to be better prepared than Gino, but he's not physically better than Gino. So if Gino, like I said, if he comes out and prepares, like and, and Emilio talked about it, even in this camp, he came out, he was prepared and professional, and you saw the difference in physical talent. Sometimes you can't overcome that. You just yeah. can't. If and Gino ain't a no movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. That took me like a second. Um, um, so uh, I would ask these other two clowns what they think, but they're not even Jets fans, so F them. Um, I'm half of a Jets fan, though, bro. You go, you... You're half a Jets fan? That's like the story. Yes, I, I, listen, That's like the I story still... of your life, all right? Listen, when, I had to... Pesco, when Pesco came to the Jets, I was excited. And when Favre came to the Jets, I was so excited. I said, oh, yes, Favre is on the Jets. I you know why I don't like believe. I still don't believe Brett Favre played for the Jets. Like, he I played. Yes, he I, played. I, I, it still seems like just like when the when the whole like Geno jawbreaking thing happened. I thought people were playing a game, right? Because like when people like hit me up and like like I'm I'm posting it, I'm like, yo, this is a joke, right? This is like a meme or something like that. Like this can't be real, right? Like this cannot. Like after we just went through the whole thing with Sheldon Richardson, which uh you know we won't even talk about. Uh, so, uh, Sheldon Richardson, I was like, okay, all right, so at least, you know, Geno's looking good, and the offense seems like it's clicking, and Brandon Marshall is catching passes, okay. And then I see this thing on ESPN about Geno getting his jaw broken by somebody. Like, it would be something if he got his jaw broken during a game, right, while they were scrimmaging, and he broke his jaw or whatever, but to get knocked the fuck out by one of the players on your team over $600, it's like he's snake-bitten. It's like, wh- what was the... It, it, it's, it's as if Gino wakes up every morning. And, it's the curse of the quarter, quarterback. Joe Namath, he put a curse on all the quarterbacks. <laughs> nah, 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 Chad Pennington, Testaverde, Testaverde lost his eyesight. I mean, he was colorblind and some shit. A whole bunch of shit. The arms Joe, is going. It's ridiculous. 
Joe, 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 yes. I have a question, Joe. Um, yes, Rodney. I'm waiting for the day. Like, hope, like hopefully this day does come uh, soon. How would you feel about if Woody Johnson just woke up one day and was like, you know what? I'm moving the team. I'm moving the Jets out to L.A. Like, what would that do to, like, the area? What would that how, – how would you feel about that if the Jets went over and they were the L.A. Jets? Oh, well, I mean, I would love it because my team would be right here. I would be going to every single game. Um, but the thing about L.A. is that if you're not winning, they're not coming. <laughs> like, that that's point blank period. That's why a lot of teams have left. Um, out here, USC is the pro football team. You know, so you're saying, other... you're saying the people in L.A. are a bunch of dick riders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that. No, no, That's I, what I, you're saying. You're saying I, they're I, a bunch of dick riders. They only, they only ride... Did. Once you, yeah, once you are, right? Uh, that's why. That's why. So that's why the Clipper Arena looks so crazy now. A lot yeah. of people seeing the Clippers play. Yeah. You know, so that many Clipper fans in my life. You, 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 you know, I didn't use that word. I didn't use that verbiage. But you're. I see you. I, I definitely. I can agree. I'm translating for my our family. I tell you. I tell you what happened to the Clip. I tell you what happened to the Clippers. The Clippers. Are doing good, and the Lakers are doing bad because uh, Lamar Odom started uh, marrying what he he married what you call he married a Kardashian, and that you know ruins everything. Everything goes downhill from there. Uh, yeah, once you let a Kardashian around anything, thank God they showing up to games like courtside. That's Yo, it. let me let me let me hear Gino was talking to Kylie. I'd be like, damn, I knew it. No wonder his shit is fucking up. No wonder he got his jaw um, lined. Yeah, no wonder he's, he just started fucking out. He started yeah, you ever, like, told to somebody that got their jaw broke or Wyatt? It's, like, it's not funny, but it's funny. Like, they be like, yeah, <laughs> It's like, yo, you try not to laugh, but you're like, yo, bro, don't talk to me. Like, you got that Kanye. <laughs> got that Kanye going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, we're, we're just going to, quickly, we're just going to touch on some, uh, some other topics around the, uh, around the, uh, the uh, NFL. Uh, I was uh, uh, happy that I was kind of sad, but I was happy that uh, that Russell Wilson got his money from the Seahawks because mm-hmm. they were trying to play that fucking game where they they were trying to act like they couldn't do it without him when he's like the whole reason why everything happened, right? Um, uh, so, um, how do you feel? Do you think that the Seahawks could have, you know, maybe? Tried to stiff him, tried to make it work with somebody else. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Russell Wilson is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, or what? How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I absolutely think he is. I mean, the dude is making plays. I mean, not just with his arm, but with his feet. Like this guy, this guy is moving. He is. We know just... he's not making plays with. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a guy that is is doing everything on there. He's dynamic, and that type of dynamic weapon, you know, at quarterback, you got to pay that guy. Joe, you know, he, Joe. He's take, yeah. Question: Super yeah. Bowl. You're at. You're in. Do you pass or do you hand the ball over to Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. I'm sorry. You broke up. I said. You're at the you're you're in the red zone, Super Bowl, fourth quarter, less than a minute left. Do you throw the football or do you hand it over to Skittles to run it in? Oh no, you hand that to Skittles. <laughs> you hand that to Skittles, you let them run that in and you go celebrate. 
That was the so, dumbest. That was the dumbest thing I'd ever so seen. Then, in my so life. then, so then, why? So then, why did this man from USC used to coach? Right, he used to coach at USC, right, Pete Carroll? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Why the hell would he tell this quarterback to throw the ball? Why would he? Nobody, get, oh, this quarterback. Was, what were you about to call him? You about to call him in the n- <laughs> wasn't you? I heard that shit. I, I would have said if I wanted saying, to. I, I thought we had agreement that we call it ninja. We don't say the N word. Like, what's up? What happened to that pack we had, bro? Black Lives Matter. That's why. You, All right. Right. <laughs> what were you saying, so, Rodney? So, so then, so then, what what possessed Pete Carroll? Like, do you think his arrogance? Like, USC, right? I, I I really don't follow college football at all, so I really don't know Pete Carroll's demeanor. Mm-hmm. As far as like, does he have like that kind of like swag, like kind of like I'm, I'm smarter than you. I'm gonna outthink you, like you know, because I, I know he has beef with Harbaugh, right? Harbaugh was from Stanford, right? Before, mm-hmm. so so like the, did, did did he have like a swagger, like a kind of like an arrogance, like I'm gonna do it my way, or you know, not at all? Because everybody said that saw the Super Bowl would would have handed the ball over to this machine. That's been running over everybody the whole game, and, but and that's and you you're right, Rodney. I I watched the game. I'm, I'm sitting back, you know, and I see that, and I was like, "What is he doing? That has to be one of the dumbest calls ever." I think what happened was was I think that they were out thinking themselves. I think that they went, everyone in this building, everyone in this world knows that we're going to hand this ball over to Marshawn. That's I mean, it's just. One plus one is two. It's simple math. He's the, you know, he's the star back. He's been running guys over all throughout the season. He's played well in this game. Like he's, the, you know, he's he's gonna punch it in. Let's do something else because I just I, I think we can we can do something else and then we'll look even better. You know, we're really gonna fool these guys. We're really think- gonna get over on them. And and, and it, it backfired because it didn't make any sense not exactly. to hand the ball over to Marshawn. That is what didn't happened. Didn't, didn't didn't make any sense not to. Even if everybody in the building, in the world, in both locker rooms, everywhere else knew that that's what exactly what you were gonna do, you should have did it anyway. Because that, uh, go so ahead. You think? Do you think there was politics involved? Do you think that maybe they didn't want Marshawn because he's the dreadlock? They didn't want him to be like the MVP. You think? You think probably Goodell made a call in? Like, listen. Like you know, some some behind the scenes stuff. Like you know, we can't have uh, Marshawn Lynch with these with with these dreadlocks and these fronts receiving an award. We have to give it to the clean cut. I'm not having sex until I'm 35. Russell Wilson. You know what the thing about that is, and I've read those reports. Um, you know, from different writers that have that have touched on that. I don't know. I I don't think so though, because when you have something on the line like that. I mean, this is this is what you everybody works, you know, to get everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. If you in the NFL and you're not trying to win a Super Bowl, I don't know what else you're trying to do. You know, that that's that's the pinnacle. That's your goal. That's what everybody should be aiming for. So you to be right on the cusp uh-huh. and not. But 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 just remember the, the Super Bowl last year, not the year, not before that. You remember they interviewed Richard Sherman. He scared all the white people. When he started yes. saying, oh, when, he, when when they made a big deal out, they talked about that for like a, a whole month. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it, the thing about it is, the only reason you know Richard Sherman is because he, only reason you know those guys because they take off their helmets. That's it. It was because 
How many other guys on other teams you don't know at all? Like, football is more of a team sport. It's, it's become individual because of social media and, like you said, because of the interview process. But most of those other guys, if, if, you, ha- if you see Justin Houston from the Kansas City Chiefs walking down the street, I guarantee you most people won't even know who he is. I don't know who he is when you say his name. <laughs> well, he's the so top I'm, pass. I'm he's sure the- as hell not going to know his name when yeah. you talk when I see him yeah. on the street. Yeah, but he's one of the best def- uh, one of the best uh, linebackers in the league. He's, mm. he's the one of the better pass rushers in the league. But you wouldn't know anything about that because he's not taking off his helmet that much. He's not doing commercials. But the, the point is, is that I understand what you're saying, Rodney. And, yeah, he's got dreads and he does fronts. He's from Oakland. You know, he doesn't. he's not apologetic about anything he says. He don't want to have anything to do with the media. I get that. But And I'm not saying that they there might be some validity to that. But in my own, in my mind, my opinion, the way I think about it, when you have as much on the line as they had on the line, because regardless or not, Coaches want to get paid. Coaches want to keep their jobs. And winning Super Bowls will keep you your job. Mm-hmm. And if you want to win a Super Bowl and you want to you want to win, not only just win games, you want to win a Super Bowl, you hand that ball off to Marshawn. Unless you think these guys are going to pile on top of here. They're going to cut my running lanes down. They're going to shut all the gaps down. And he's not going to be able to run in there. I'm going to outthink these guys and be the smartest coach ever in Super Bowl history. And I'm going to do the un- Thinkable. I'm going to throw the ball. And it backfired. You cor- backfired. absolutely correct me. And it just backfired. Yeah, it I, thought it was, I thought it was a bad decision that backfired. I, I don't know about all that other political stuff. I do hear you, Rodney. But I, I just think it was a dumb call that backfired. I didn't think they was like, I don't want this guy with dreads and fronts to represent the winner. I don't. Because if they did, they would have shut him down all season. I'm because he say- the life beat of the whole season. They wouldn't even let him. Why even let him run the ball and get that Skittles deal? He's the face. Of, I mean, outside of Russell Wilson, when you think about the Seahawks, you think beast mode. They wouldn't even gave him that. If they didn't want him to represent anything, if they wanted to keep his face out the media, they wouldn't give him as much as they give him. So that's why I think that I, I, I can't go with that dynamic. Okay. So uh, I what I I'll say that uh, whatever that shit Rodney was spouting is. is <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. Why is it bananas? That shit is bananas because I just think that like y'all was saying before, Pete Carroll got too fucking smart for his goddamn clothes and he tried to do something. He tried to do something. Um, My thing is that either Russell Wilson called the play or Pete Carroll probably called the play, right? Why wouldn't Russell Wilson say, no, I'm not fucking running that? Like, what are you doing? Like, why didn't if you have two people talking about the play that's getting called, you say, hey, no, no, no. I'm not running. Give it to Marshawn Lynch. We're on the two, goddammit. Like, why would you do that? Like, that has got to be the most fucking ball-breaking fucking thing. That, that has to be the most heartbreaking thing. I didn't even believe it. Like, it was unbelievable, right? It was unbelievable believable that that happened when you were watching it you could not believe and kind of like you you like after they had gotten down there you're like okay this game is over like you you your body your body had had already changed emotion you're like you're already thinking about the seahawks holding the trophy up and and richard sherman and shit like that like richard sherman's face afterwards was fucking priceless you know when they when they showed the interception, they showed his face. That face he made was fucking priceless. Now I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. 
I'm not a Seahawks fan. I do like Russell Wilson because I think that he carries it himself in a way that is very respectable, and uh, and 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 uh, he can be a role model to other athletes out there. Um, but I do think that that was the that was the dumbest play in football history, and it's going to go down as the dumbest play in football history, especially when you have an automatic. I mean, there's nothing closer to an automatic, an automatic two yards than. Uh, than beast mode like there's nothing uh close to that do you think that play was worse than the butt fumble (laughs) (laughs) we still taking shots okay and on that note i'm going to end this very special 2 a.m joe i just want to say thank you for coming into the line and, and uh and uh and 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 informing us and being <laughs> extremely professional and 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 being and no like I think you may be uh you may be one of the uh the first guests that's been on our show that we didn't know outside of two a like that we didn't already know like like that's a lie I don't know <laughs> I mean we ain't no super fan Rain uh Kent uh Ken. Well, know. but Rain knew our show. Like I, I'm talking about somebody that didn't know our show before, like two days ago. Right? Okay, got it. Oh, right. Okay. So this gotcha. is this is this. You're the first like pure guest that has been on our show, and I want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for for uh, 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 gracing us with your knowledge. Uh, if you ever want to come on 2 a.m. proper, we we are totally down for that. Uh, also, um, uh, I'll, I, I, I have to wear. I gotta wear like this, like a suit jacket, and then like shorts <laughs> on the bottom. Because <laughs> because this is because he's like way way too professional for us. Like we need to step <laughs> up our game. No, it's it's it, it, it has been great. It is a it is a different uh different tone for two a.m. Even though we tried to muddy it up, we tried to mess everything up. Uh, I think that uh that uh thank you and uh we uh appreciate you uh coming on. Uh, do you other two angry men want to say anything before we uh, head out? Uh, thank you for being on the show. You know, it was very informative. You're 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 dead on. I mean, we have a long way to go to be to 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 be as good as you. But um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you you enjoyed being on the show, and you know, hope everybody out there enjoys the show as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. Good having you on the show, man. Very uh, a lot of information, stuff I learned, and uh, I appreciate you taking your time for your busy schedule to you know do this crazy. As, uh, you know, locals over here, you know? Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, we're just fans over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, man, all, all you guys, Ralph, Emilio, Rodney, I want to thank you guys just for inviting me. Seriously, I I listen to the show. I love the show. I want you guys to keep going. Keep making this podcast. Please don't stop again. No, don't um, say that. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> stop. Don't keep, keep going. Keep doing it, man, because you guys have a, a very special chemistry on the show, and that's why I came on. So I just I want to thank you guys for inviting me, man. I'm just a just a regular dude. Can I kind of can I plug my stuff before yeah, we get go off? ahead, plug your <laughs> shit. <laughs> just all right uh, again. <laughs> again, anyone that's listening to me, listening to us, um, uh, on the show, let's talk Jets Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can follow us on uh, on iTunes. Let's talk Jets. Search that. You know, subscribe to our stuff. Listen to our content. Um, we're also on Blog Talk Radio. Um, again, we're live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. 
you can. We take all listeners. We talk about all things Jets. Uh, YoungJ000 on Twitter. Please, you know, follow me on there. I'll follow you right back. We can message. We control. We can do it all. Um, also, um, I'm on YouTube as well. YoungJ00. Subscribe to my videos. Watch my content. And yeah, just, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, I've, been, I've been looking. You haven't yes. had any updates lately. What, yeah, what's going I, it, on? It's coming. I'm, I'm basically what I'm doing. I got a new camera, so I'm trying to. I'm trying some new things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot different, a lot brighter. I am going to do tons of people. Yo, as long as up. you, as long as you always sing, comment, rate, subscribe right before you start. I'd love that. That's <laughs> one of my. It's really the only reason I like pop in so I can hear you say comment, rate, and subscribe. That is, <laughs> I, that is genius. Like, if I, I wish I could come up with, like, I almost stole that. Like, you almost listen to it and hear me say, comment, comment, rate, subscribe. That is the best part. <laughs> and I, I want to thank you for even taking, like I said, Ralph, even taking the time out to listen to my stuff or watch my videos, man. It really means a lot to me. I'm Like I said, I'm just a regular guy. And, and just thank you for everything, man. Thank you for taking the time out your day because you really don't have to. So oh, thank you. Man, I ain't got nothing else to do. Um... <laughs> So for 2 a.m. in this very special Jets podcast, I want to say this is it for the world. And if uh, Emilio ever owes me $600, (laughs) I'm jacking his motherfucking jaw. (laughs) 